With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for the wonderful privilege that we have together by the radio to open God's eternal word and to study the word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible and follow along with us as we open the word of God today. We're continuing our study on the great Savior. Our goal is to preach on so great a salvation, but we backed up first of all and looked at the great sin And now we're looking at the great Savior. And when I finish this, then we'll deal with the great salvation. But we covered the great sin, and now we're looking at the great Savior. And as we left the broadcast on yesterday, I was dealing with the importance of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pointed out to you in the book of Genesis, chapter number 3, and verse number 21, God lays down the guidelines for an acceptable sacrifice to be offered to God for the sins of the people. We learn from verse number 21 of Genesis 3 that, first of all, that sacrifice must be God-provided. Second, we learned that it must be a substitutional sacrifice. Third, we learned that it must be a bloodshedding sacrifice. And fourthly, we learned that it must die. There is no salvation outside of that type of sacrifice. And so God set the principle there in Genesis chapter 3, verse number 21. And every sacrifice that was acceptable to God throughout the Old Testament follows that pattern. Again, it was a God-provided sacrifice. It was a substitutional sacrifice. It was a blood-shedding sacrifice, and it must die in order to be the sacrifice that God would accept. As we were studying the Word of God on yesterday, we were looking at this matter of the blood. We looked back in the book of Exodus, chapter number 12, and we saw there that God said, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. God did not say, when I see a dead lamb, neither did he say, cook me some of the meat, and when I eat the flesh of that lamb, nor did he say, make me a garment out of the wool from that sheep, and when I feel that wool, I'll pass over you. But God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And so I started dealing with a question, why the blood? And I realize today that when you talk about the blood, the liberals laugh, the modernists mock, the skeptics scorn, the religionists ridicule, but I'm glad that the saints shout and the redeemed rejoice when you talk about the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, every sacrifice that died in the Old Testament was a type of 
of the true sacrifice which was to come, which would be God providing himself in the person of Christ as a sacrifice for the sin of the whole world. And I said on yesterday that in that blood, God saw these six things. Number one, when God looks at the blood, he sees redemption because without that blood, there is no redemption of the sinner. And I said to you that redemption deals with our purchase. That I said, without the blood, there would be no remission of our sins. And remission of our sins deals with our past. Then I said to you, number three, that without the blood, there'd be no reconciling us to the sovereign. And that deals with our peace. Number four, I said to you, without the blood, there would be no recognition in the sanctuary. And that deals with our prayer life. You remember God told that high priest, you can come behind this veil into the Holy of Holies once a year. But don't you come back here without blood. If you do, then there'll be a great price to be paid. But if you have that blood, then I'll meet with you and commune with you at the mercy seat. Then we saw number five, that without the blood, there'd be no retaining of our salvation. You see, not only does the blood provide conversion cleansing, but the blood provides continual cleansing for the saints of God. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 7, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin. And so that blood not only saves us, but it continually cleanses us and keeps us saved. Then I said to you, number six, that without that blood, there'd be no pulling out with a Savior. When Christ comes again, it will be the blood looking for the members of its body. He will not look for those who have their name on a church roll or those who have gained a church membership are given to church ministries or go to church meetings. Only the blood-washed ones will go up in the rapture when the Lord comes back for his church. So when Christ died on the cross, then one of the soldiers pulled a spear and pierced his side. And the Bible said in John 19, 34, and forthwith came blood and water. And so he is God's sacrifice. It was a suffering death. It was also a substitutional death. It was a supernatural death. But my friend, it was a sacrificial death. The blood of God was being shed as God's lamb was sacrificed for the sins of the world. Again, I remind you, the Bible said in John 1, 29, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And again, I want to say to you, there is no remission in a living lamb. The lamb must die, and the blood must be shed, and the blood must be offered 
on the altar before God for there to be remission of sin. Now, I want to deal with something today that's very exciting to me. You see, there's three parts of the Lord Jesus Christ. The moment that Christ died, we know his body was put in the borrowed tomb. We know from the book of Psalms and also the book of Acts that his soul went down into the heart of the earth. Then we know from the scriptures, Jesus said, Father, into thy hand I commend my spirit. Now, in the moment that Jesus died, his spirit became embodied in a heavenly body and became our great high priest. And he took that blood and placed it on the mercy seat before God Almighty. Let's come, if we will, please, in our Bible to the book of Hebrews chapter number 9. And I want you to notice this. The Bible said, But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hand, that is to say, not of this building. Now, listen to verse number 12. If you have a problem believing in the necessity of the blood, the Bible said, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Now, how does that happen? Again, by his own blood. Listen to Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 13. The Bible said, For if the blood of bulls and of goats in the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So we see, my friend, that the moment he dies, his spirit goes back to God who gave it, and he makes an appearance before God, enters into the holy place, and offers his blood on the altar without spot before God. He went in with the blood, and when he came out, we were bought. We were paid for. Our redemption was complete. Notice, if you will, please, in chapter number 9 again, and verse number 12. The Bible said, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained, that is a fully accomplished job, having obtained eternal redemption for us. We read in chapter number 10 of the book of Hebrews, and in verse number 4, the Bible said, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sin. You see, every animal that had died in the Old Testament was a mere type of the true Lamb of God that would be offered at Calvary for the sin of the world. And without any explanation, God gives it. So without any explanation, I accept it. The Bible said, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. So my friend, those Old Testament saints still were not redeemed. It took the blood on that mercy seat for them to get out of the grave and get into the presence of God. 
But notice again, if you will, please, in verse number 10 of Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible said, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. So I'm talking to you about a supernatural death. I love the statement I'm about to make. The Lord Jesus Christ was in control of his own birth. He was in control of his life, and he was still in control at the time of his death. He is God's sacrifice to take away the sin of the world. He is God provided. He is substitutional. His blood was shed, and he died for the sin of the world, and then his blood was shed, and in that blood we have remission, redemption, reconciliation, recognition, the retaining of our salvation, and one day we will rise with a Savior because of our identity through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we see his death was not a normal death, but it was a supernatural death. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white, it's Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time. 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Amen.